Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Happy Women's History Month. I'm Nikki Woods, host of Move, a podcast magazine for women. This week and every week, we've got Deja Perez, who will tell us what's popping in entertainment news. We'll talk about mental health and wellness with Katara McCarthy, how to use your voice to build your brand with Zakira Muhammad. And our inspirational moment is with 13-time published author and empowerment coach, Dr. Latarsha Holden. You can join us this week and every week for a podcast that keeps you enlightened, inspired, and moving. Subscribe today on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher or wherever you get your podcast subscriptions. Black woman, beautiful, powerful, resilient female of African descent with skin kissed by the sun. Conversation, a talk, especially an informal one between two or more people in which news and ideas are exchanged. We love being black women. Black women are ambitious. Black women are confident. Black women are diligent. We are tenacious. We walk out of our houses put together. We are many shades and personalities of fabulous. But we as black women don't talk about our dilemmas, current events, and what's going on every day that affects us. So we created this podcast as a way to laugh together, cry together, and have an open conversation about life as black women. Oh, that's deep. Black Women Conversations. Hey, Janine. How's your week been? It's been busy. You know, I've been playing catch up from for clinic because of the whole power outage. You know, some of my patients are telling me they still don't have running water here in Texas, which is horrible. Um, I have a sonographer that has to go to her sister's house to take a shower every day before she goes home, which is just To me, it's just unacceptable. Like, what are we doing in the state of Texas that we are living in almost like a third world country where we don't have running water now? Everyone should have running water or be able to drink water out of the faucet if they need to. Not the case here. Yeah, I agree. I I mean, I... (sighs) I've seen these videos of people's houses like completely caving in and it it really makes me wonder like you know we always brag about how like oh United States is the best country in the world but is it though? Yeah. It's still the best country in the world. I mean, we do have liberties that other countries don't have and there are everybody else wants to be over here. So I'm I am going to say I am proud to be an American. But this stuff that's happening in Texas just seems to me so to be so un-American right now. I just I just, I just don't know what to what to even say to people when they tell me, oh, I'm late because I didn't have any running water. I had to go to my sister's house to shower before I had to go back home to get dressed. I mean, it's just like a lot people are dealing with right now. Yeah, but I just I mean, we as a country can only be as great as the people who reside in it. And, you know. My fellow Americans are disappointing me. Like, they really are, though, Nicole. Like, I I really want us to be better. I want us to genuinely be better people. Not be better people because the news cameras are pointed in your face asking you to come back from Cancun. Not be better people because you need votes. 
but just genuinely care about our fellow Americans. Like, I don't even know what to say about that, but I will be positive and say, this is a new year. This is a, you know, we have new administration. Our COVID numbers are actually down right now, which is great. Still wear your mask, people, and still practice social distancing. But my point is, things look like they're moving in a positive direction. And so we are going to be positive and we are going to cheer everybody on. But we, as Americans, we do have to start coming back together and helping one another and not being so I, me, my, mine. We have to be focused on helping one another again. Um, I think that the country is now rebuilding, which is good. We're rebuilding in a positive manner. So I do think America is the best country on the planet. Okay, I'm going to go with you and say America is the best country on the planet. Thank you. What did you do this week, Johnny? <laughs> what did I do this week? A lot of work, really, to be very honest with you. This week, I don't want to say it's been quiet because that's like what I see from doctors on the television. It's like if you say it's quiet in the ER, it's going to be a storm. So I'm not yeah, going to say gonna be. I'm not going to say it was quiet because it wasn't it was not quiet by any stretch of the imagination. But it was there was nothing that was super eventful in my week except my dad did get his first dose of the vaccine. So I'm super excited about that because it's like, you know, and here in Maryland, I feel like we're fighting tooth and nail to try to get people on the list for vaccines. And it's not very clear as to how or which group you're in. It's just like, oh, and every time I log onto the website, I'm like, this is anxiety inducing. But my dad has gotten his first dose of the vaccine and everything. Well, let me say this. I will. I feel like as you complain, you should also praise. Right. So I complained about the VA hospital, but that is where my dad got the first dose of his vaccine. So they have done something correct this year. So I will give them a point for that. But yeah, I'm super excited. And hopefully soon everybody in my house will be vaccinated. Yay. And for everybody out there that's thinking about not getting vaccinated, that's already been offered the vaccine. I have several members of my family that have been vaccinated. I have several members that are eligible. That's like, yeah, no, I'm not going to get that. Get it together. Either you're going to stay at home or you're going to get vaccinated. One of the two, because this disease is taking out black and brown people like nobody's business. So please get vaccinated. Our Caucasian counterparts are getting vaccinated. And they are not dying at the rates that we are dying. So we need to get it together, protect one another. And I know it's scary, but you got to get vaccinated because COVID is even scarier. Okay. Amen. Like, here's the thing, you guys. I understand all of the hesitation that everyone has. I had it too. You know, I have gone back and forth with the idea of like, well, should I just stay home a little longer? Like, should I just, you know try to get the vaccine, not try to get the vaccine, whatever it is, I understand there's, you know, there are things that I'm skeptical about. I mean, listen to what I just said about the United States. It, it, you know, it gives me pause, but at the same time, Nicole has said this 50 times over, weigh your options. Your options are you either stay home and risk potentially catching COVID by interacting with anyone else and potentially dying, unfortunately, or you get this vaccine that can maybe make you sick for a couple of days but save your life. So again, it's a personal choice, but my personal choice is when the vaccine becomes available to me, I will be taking it. So Janine, I'm loving your hair this morning. I love it. (laughs) Thank you. It came out the box yesterday. Mm -hmm. Oh, is that, wait a minute. Is that a um, a headband wig? It is. So this is the love me one that 
you suggested, but I got the one that was a little bit kinkier. I like that. I I pinned it up. Thank you. Inspired inspired by Nicole. But yes, it's a it's a love me headband wig. And you know, they I don't want to say they always have a sale because it makes them sound like Macy's. They often they have, do always sales. have a sale. I was about to say they often have sales. And I was like, uh, let me do this. And because you and I have a Zoom tomorrow and I can't get to the hairdresser, I needed to do something. So here we have it. You know, it's funny because I um, was talking to a friend of mine and she had a headband wig on and she was talking to people about how they need to get themselves together when they go in for interviews, because she does a lot of hiring um, in hospital administration. And she said, people are coming in there with like a mask that says like sexy and I know it and (laughs) t-shirts on and just doing stuff to prove that, I guess, apparently some states you have to prove that you've actually tried to get a job for unemployment. Oh, got it. So people are just like either getting job interviews and not showing up or they're getting job interviews and they just like don't freaking care. Like they come in there with house shoes on, they're coming in there with t-shirts on with like sayings on on them and so she was getting them together live (laughs) i don't blame her i was like that headband wig is amazing it's amazing but yeah hers look great too yours looks great i'm telling you where why did i not think of the headband wig myself is all i'm all i'm saying because it'll change your life it will And, and you remember when they first came out they had that like really thick band to make you look like you were a you know a 1990s school teacher and I didn't really like them when they first came out, right? I was like, eh, I'm a little skeptical. And then, you know, I started seeing them more and more on the internet. Then I saw when you got yours, I was like, okay, I'm sold. Because, you know, on the internet, people can make things appear the way they want them to appear. You know, it's often not the way it appears. So I was like, okay. So when you got yours, I was like, okay, I'm going to try it. And then I was in a pinch and I was, you know, I can't go to the hairdresser. So had to figure something out. Yep, and now you look fabulous. I love it. Thank you, dear. So what's on your timeline? So really covering my timeline is plastic surgery. Like plastic surgery is the thing. It is all over my timeline. As a matter of fact, just yesterday I was showing Ken that Tessica, the Gorilla Glue girl, teamed up with the plastic surgeon that fixed her and they're giving away like plastic surgery now. I mean, it literally is all over my timeline. So I'm kind of glad that, you know, people are now discussing their plastic surgery because, you know, I felt like it was doing people a disservice, convincing them that they worked out and made themselves look like this because people were out here like killing themselves, trying to attain something in the gym that really was created on an operating table. So I'm really glad that people are actually talking about plastic surgery. So from like facelifts to lipo to implants to BBLs, it seems that more and more women are actually turning to plastic surgery um, to change the things about their bodies that they might not really like or they might not be comfortable with. So not only is plastic surgery becoming more accessible, it seems, but it's also becoming a little less taboo. Like I remember back in the day, they'd be like, she, you know, you would give someone a compliment and they would be like, oh, well, she had plastic surgery as if it was some sort of like, you know, disgrace that she had that the reason why another woman looked a certain way was because they had plastic surgery. So it's really interesting for March issue of Interview Magazine, Cardi B, who calls herself the strip club Mariah Carey, actually sat down with the real Mariah Carey for 
um, what the magazine called a pep talk from Mariah Carey. So it was a really cute interview. And in the interview, the ladies talked about Cardi's upcoming album, social media comments. And Cardi was like, I read all the comments. Like she really, <laughs> she really was like, yep, I'm the one that, that reads the comment. And they talked about like, you know, getting settled into being a celebrity. They shared stories about their hair struggles when they were little girls, which I think we all can relate to. Like we all had that hair struggle before we really knew what to do with our hair, right? And Cardi opened up about her plastic surgery. Now, we all kind of assumed that Cardi had had plastic surgery, and I think that she might have actually spoken about it before. But in this interview, she really goes into the why behind what made her start changing her body. Cardi shared with Mariah that a lot of her insecurities stemmed from being Trinidadian and Dominican in the Bronx and not looking like what everyone thought a Trinidadian and Dominican girl from the Bronx should look like. She said that she was super skinny and she told Mariah that she had no boobs and a flat tail. And she said that at 18, when she went started working at the strip club, she said that she was able to get boobs. So those insecurities about herself went away. And then she said when she was 20, she started working at the urban, a.k.a. black strip club. And she said, I'm quoting her, you have to have a butt. She said that she became insecure because now, you know, I guess she had boobs, but she was, you know, she still had a flat behind. So she said that it brought her back to the feeling that she had in high school when she was getting teased about being so skinny. So she got her butt done. After recalling all of the stuff that happened in her childhood and, you know, the trauma that surrounded that and her being teased, you know, because she was underdeveloped, she says that she feels vindicated now. And let me tell you this, based on the pictures that accompanied the article, I'd say she's vindicated. Her body looks amazing. She snatched. She has perfect. I don't want to say perfect, but almost perfect boobs, a snatched waist and a regular, nice round behind. So more power to Cardi. You know, her body looks amazing. The plastic surgery is doing her well. I knew that she was very outspoken about her having, uh, you know, her boobs and her butt done. And, you know, and y'all, that was a long pep talk. I'm talking about, can I get a pep talk from Mariah Carey? Like, I want a pep talk from Mariah Carey. I love Mariah Carey. And I love the fact that they called it a pep talk. Like, right. let me tell you, girl, like you got attacked. I got attacked too. You, they trying to rush you with the album. They try to do that to me too. Don't do it. Don't let them rush you mm -hmm. because you don't want to put out trash. I just thought that that was like very genuine of Mariah to do. I thought it was very, um, supportive and encouraging. And I'm like, I, I want a Mariah Carey pep talk. Like make that happen. Like, oh, that's deep. We need a Mariah Carey pep talk. <laughs> just please. Now just that saying. if, if we get a Mariah Carey pep talk, we can turn the mics off and call it official. We have arrived. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, We've arrived. Literally. But, but seriously, like I really wonder, cause one of the things that stuck out in the pep talk to me was that she talked about how she reads the comments. Right. So I wonder about how much of this is, you know, people talking about her or, you know, talking about her perceived plastic surgery or even just talking about her appearance. Because, you know, one of the things that we struggle with specifically in reference to social media is what we look like, right? Like people have something to say if you're fat, they have something to say if you're too skinny, they have something to say if your waist is too small, if your butt's too big, if they're, you know, if your boobs are too big, if they're too little. I mean, literally people have something to say about everything. They have, and social media has given people the opportunity to, you know, feel like their opinion should be heard. And 
I mean, it's got to be hard, right? To be either Cardi or Mariah. Like, imagine how many comments you get from people that you don't even know and probably will never meet about what you look like. I can't imagine that. Like, I think about my own insecurities and the things that bother me. And when I think about that, it's like, "Mm, I can fix that. Or, you know, I'll figure out when to fix that. I don't know. I guess it would be different if someone was constantly worried about what you look like. You know, Cardi, Mariah, and all the other people that are constantly in the limelight, even when you're not on stage, like there are somebody outside of your door trying to snap a picture of you at all times and people that claim that they're your biggest fan. So they think that they know you and some will dig and find very intimate information about you. I mean, that has to be like a, a completely like difficult life. Like, I don't know if I could live that kind of life. Like that is really hard to do to be constantly criticized. So I understand why she felt like, hey, I need to improve my look so that I won't keep getting that many comments. But then at what point do you actually stop? You, you, you know, you fix your boobs, you fix your butt and, and she's perfect. Her body is now perfect. And I hope that she doesn't get any further plastic surgery. But just in general, like at what point do people actually stop? Like I look at little Kim and little Kim, her body was great even when she was like in her prime. And now she's like changed some of her features to where you can't really recognize her unless you really follow little Kim closely. Like the appearance of her face is completely different um, than it was before. So you know, at what point is it, does it become, you know, is this something that you just want to fix because it's like, hey, this is like a small insecurity. This is something I can't live with versus, you know, I don't like myself and who I am and I'm trying to change who I am altogether. Um, and is it something that you're trying to change for you or you're trying to change for people around you or to get less comments? Because if you're trying to change something to get less comments, let me tell you, people are going to talk. And people are going to talk if you look good. People are going to talk if you look bad. Most people talking because they're jealous. People are jealous. And people that are not happy with themselves don't want anybody else to be happy with themselves. So I think that plastic surgery is okay. And trust me, I'm not the one to judge. I am the first person that will sign up for for plastic surgery. And in 2021, I will have some tucking and some sucking and, and things to get myself right. But um, there has to be a limit to that, right? Like there has to be a, do you just not like your overall appearance, what you look like when you look in the mirror? Or is there psychologically something going on there that's, you know, stopping you from saying, okay, this is enough. And this is what I'm unhappy with. I'm going to fix this one thing. And then I'm going to move on. But there are problems when people have too much plastic surgery. They're trying to change too much about themselves to me, that means that psychologically, maybe you you have something deeper going on to make you not like yourself. So not saying that it's about Cardi, because when you're an entertainer and you're in the limelight and that's like how you pay your bills, I completely get it. Trying to, you know, changing different parts of your body um, to make yourself, you know, be able to move the way you need to move and, and be able to look the way you need to look and be able to get the deals that you need to get. get, get. I, I completely understand it. But for a lot of us, We have to know that there is a stopping point. And for Cardi, hopefully she knows that as well. Yeah, I'm with you, Nicole. Like, I am all about the plastic surgery. Let me tell you something. I had a breast reduction back in 2007. And people always ask me, like, do you, well, the people that know, I should say, well, you know, now everybody knows now that I mentioned it. But people always ask me, like, do I regret it? Right. And I'm like, no, 
or did the, or they ask me like, you know, is there anything about it that you regret? And I'm like, the one thing that I do regret is not having had it sooner because it was one of those things where I was like, you know, I really, really want to get this done, but am I sure is this, you know, and I went back and forth with it for a while. And the truth of the matter is it was something when it becomes something that takes over your everyday life or it makes you uncomfortable. It's just like working out when you get winded enough times walking up and down the stairs, you'll get on a treadmill. You will get on a treadmill, right? So when you realize that you missed an event or didn't go to the beach with your friends or didn't go to certain activities because you were so self-conscious about how large your breasts are, then go ahead and get the breast reduction, girl. I did. That's what made me do it. Like when you when there's something that you don't like that continues to persist in your life and continues to pop up and you're like, oh, this is something that I need to change. Then, yeah, go ahead. and Ain't nobody stopping you. If you have the means, go ahead and get it fixed, girl. But if you out here trying to look like a Snapchat filter, just give a little second thought on it because we're not all going to look like Lori Harvey and, and Kim Kardashian. We're just not. That's not how we are. And we shouldn't. Right. And they and they have some work done, too. Let's be real. OK. And that's OK, because their bodies are perfect and we are not n- knocking plastic surgery at all. But you have to know that there should be a limit. And my thing is sometimes plastic surgery is needed. Right. So like Janine's talking about her having a breast reduction, like there are medical reasons to have a breast reduction. Um, if you're if you have those indentations and I know a lot of African-American women have that. If you have that indentation where your bra strap is, that means your breasts are too heavy. That's causing you to have back pain that could definitely cause you to have some long term back issues then your OBGYN will recommend that you get a breast reduction. I have recommended it to several people that have had issues with back pain. And I see those like little bra strap indentations and they have super heavy breasts. You know, it's okay to get a breast reduction. And you know what? If you want a breast augmentation, that's okay too. It's all about what you want to do. Just make sure you're doing it for the right reasons and you're not doing it to you know, change some inner part of yourself, which you can't, you can't change. Like you can't change insecurities because you're going to be insecure about a lot of stuff. You can't change depression. Like you can't change that by getting plastic surgery. So just make sure that you're getting it done um, for the right reasons. And if you are, more power to you, girl, because let me tell y'all, and you'll hear sometime upcoming that I will be getting snatched this year. Now, I don't know exactly which surgery I'm going to get. That has not been confirmed. Yes, I've had a baby. And there are some things in the middle that jiggle that I don't like to jiggle. And if you follow me on Pregnancy Pros, you'll know that I work out almost like every day. I am like on the Peloton or doing some type of workout. And sometimes that looseness, that sagging, it will not correct with exercise. Like anybody, any nutritionist will tell you, any fitness expert will tell you, like after you have a baby, things tend to sag. Some people, if you don't have a lot of loose skin, you can snap back. If you have a lot of loose skin, you can't get rid of loose skin. You got to get it reduced. So Dr. Plenty will be having some type of reduction, but I'll let y'all know about it after it's confirmed. I'll be open. I'll be open and transparent about that. I'm here for it. I'm here for you getting snatched. I'm here for our listeners getting snatched. I'm here for people feeling confident in their body. That's that's what it is. That's what it's all what it's all about. Right. And that's on the body positivity spectrum, right? Like some Very people true. say, just be happy with your body. Well, you have to be happy with your body. If you are, you know, big and fabulous, more power to you. If you like what you see, 
great. If you are skinny, teeny, weeny with no breasts and no booty, great. Just realize that you are fabulous the way you are if you can appreciate who you are. So you have, you have to be the person that lives in your body. You're the person seeing yourself naked. So this is all about what you want to do. It shouldn't be about an outside force that's forcing you to feel, you know, bad about how you look. So, Janine, let's talk through some stuff, right? Because our listeners love this topic. And um, clearly. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so I'll go first. Um, my scenario comes from a friend of the podcast, and she says, Nicole and Janine, I need your honest opinions about this situation. I'm a mother of two kids. My youngest child is 18 months old. With my last pregnancy, I gained 80 pounds. After delivery, I adopted a five-day-a-week exercise regimen and cut off junk food. Now I'm 10 pounds away from my goal weight, but I have loose skin over my belly that I just can't get rid of. My husband constantly tells me that I'm beautiful despite my constant complaining about my problem area. So here's where it gets strange. For Valentine's Day, my husband gave me a card containing a blank check. In the memo line, he wrote, quote, for tummy tuck, end quote. His message in the card read, I love you the way you are, but you have to love yourself. Should I be offended that my husband basically suggested a tummy tuck when I didn't ask or ever say I wanted one? If you all have never discussed a tummy tuck, I feel like... He deserves every cussing out that you have boiling over in you right now, because I don't care how much you've told me that I'm perfect the way that I am. You've negated every single time that you've told me that with a check that says for a tummy tuck. And I feel like you're being sneaky about it because you're trying to disguise it as if it's something that I asked for somehow. Like, oh, I just want you to be happy with yourself. Well, who said that I wasn't happy with myself? I'm working on myself. She said that she gained 80 pounds and she's 10 pounds away from gold. This girl lost 70 pounds. She's working on it. Is he serious? It's one thing to, you know, want to fix things for yourself. But when someone else suggests it, it just sits differently and it doesn't sit well. It just makes me feel like this is something that you wanted me to do this whole time. 70 pounds ago, you wanted me to get a tummy tuck, didn't you? How about that? Now, I didn't just push your kid out and you're telling me that I need to go lay down on the operating table to get my stomach done. Now, if she had wanted it, then fine. But your husband had better. Matter of fact, your husband had better be out here looking like Michael B. Jordan today. OK, because how dare he suggest that and give it to me as a gift, sir? That's a gift for you. Seems a bit selfish to me. I don't know. What do you think, Nicole? Okay, me and you are going to think about this differently because my thing is, if you walk in around the house, and, and I say that because Harrison is 20 months old, right? He's about to be 21 months, which is crazy to me to even think about how quickly he's growing. But I have the problem. I have the same problem, right? There's loose skin in my abdomen that I cannot get rid of. And for me... I understand if she were anything like me, she's probably complaining a lot about how her body is much different than it was two, two and a half years ago, because now she's given life to this child, which she probably appreciates. She has two children, one being 18 months. She's been working out for 18 months, trying to get the weight off. And she's successfully gotten the weight off if she's 10 pounds away from her goal weight. 
So she's done a phenomenal job doing that. But if she's not seeing skin changes and if she constantly is complaining about it and she knows after losing 70 pounds, 10 more pounds is not going to change that loose skin. It's just not. So if you're constantly complaining, nobody wants to hear you constantly complain. You're not happy with the way you look if you complain every day. And admittedly, he has said he loves you the way you are and wrote in the card he loves you the way you are, but you got to love yourself. And that's a real thing. Nobody wants to be with Petty Betty Debbie Downer. Nobody wants to be around somebody that is not happy with themselves. You bring the whole atmosphere down. So if you're wrecking his style and bringing the whole atmosphere of your house down because you're complaining all the time, and in her note she said, constantly complaining. Well, what else would do you want him to suggest? Like, He's giving you a tummy tuck is between six and eight thousand dollars. You mean to tell me all her complaining? She's never mentioned that she may have a tummy tuck. I don't believe it. I don't believe that she's never, ever said anything about her getting rid of this excess skin out of all of her in her in her words, constant complaining. She's never mentioned it. She had to have mentioned it. No man is going to look up. How do you get rid of loose skin? Like nobody's looking it up. She's mentioning that. And he probably looked up how much it costs. And he probably said she's not going to do this by herself because it's expensive. So she's never going to pay this amount of money. But I want her to know that if she wants to do it, I will support her doing it. That is what I'm getting from this. And now the man's getting beat up for being supportive. No. Mm -mm. Get yourself together, girl. Uh -uh. I I don't agree with that. Mm -mm. Nicole, here's the thing. I walk around my house every day talking about, you know, oh, this love handle here. I want to get this rid of here. And this thigh is rubbing against this thigh, so I need to get some but sucked out of here. But you've never mentioned, you've never mentioned liposuction or getting something tucked? Absolutely. And I would be okay exactly. with my husband giving me a gift of that because we've had that conversation. She's saying that she hasn't had the conversation. Here's the thing. There is no way in me. hell she hasn't had that conversation. There is okay. no way that You're she right. has never mentioned a tummy tuck or something if she's constantly complaining about excess Now, what she's probably saying is, I didn't ask for you to give me a tummy tuck. I didn't say that I was ready to schedule a tummy tuck. But if you're complaining, girl, saying that you want to get rid of excess skin, then that's the same thing. So what are you talking about? You are suggesting that you want a tummy tuck. I mean, I get it. I understand your point of view. I just feel like, I don't know. I feel like it would be a point of contention in my house if my husband suggested that I needed to get something done. That's what I'm saying. She doing the suggestion though. Okay. You cannot complain and complain and complain. It's almost like if you got somebody that's going to college, right? Mm -hmm. And they're complaining about having bad grades. Oh, I wish I had help. I have bad grades. I don't know what to do. And then somebody gets you a tutor. You didn't necessarily say, I need a tutor, but you did say, I need help. I'm not making it. That's the same thing. You can't complain about something, say you wish something was different or even how it would be different. But then when somebody gives you a solution, then you get mad and offended. That's not big girl behavior. You're right. That's a good what point. What are you doing? You're, that's a good point. You're, you're absolutely right. That's a good point. If she's complaining to the extent that she's saying that she's complaining, then her husband is coming in, swooping in and being a hero. And now she want to have an attitude about it. You're right. You're absolutely right. Right. Don't feel some kind of way because you you don't want to mention it. He was saying you were fine. You you let it go then. He would never want to pay for a tummy tuck. You're right. And girl, you've done all this work. You might as well, you know, top it off with the little snatch the end. Tie it up right. with a bow. There you go. Right. Why are you even mad? Girl, get your tummy tuck and move on about your life. 
Okay. So here's one that our listener wrote into us. It says, hey, Nicole. Hey, Janine. Then it says, this is probably an odd question, but here goes. The lips of my vagina have always been a little big and uneven. The inside has always seemed a little loose as well. Now, having had three children, it just seems loose and sloppy. While my husband says it's all in my head, I'm uncomfortable with it. I'm considering getting a vagioplasty, labiaplasty, and G-spot amplification. My husband says he will support me, but he thinks that I'm going a bit overboard. Ladies, what should I do? All right. So in this situation, you got to go by the husband. So if he's not saying it's loose, then it ain't loose. Okay. The vagina can do amazing things. The vagina can, you know, hold like anything. You can put a lot of stuff in the vagina. Okay. Which is why a baby can come through the vagina. The vagina can accommodate a lot of things, but it can also snatch back. So before you're going and getting labiaplasty, which I didn't hear anything that said you had like very like thin and hanging labia, because you may not even be a candidate, um, and a G-spot enhancement, you realize that a G-spot enhancement, if you don't need one, meaning if you actually are having an orgasm, then you have somebody going in there and like putting together nerve bundles to heighten your orgasm, like that could actually cause you to have some long-term pain issues. So just realize there's side effects to the things that you're doing. And then when you have a, a tightening of the vagina or vaginoplasty, um, they're basically um, overlapping parts of the vagina, if you will, and, and basically making the, the orifice of the vagina smaller. Um, but if you, you're still going to, if you're having sex, it's still going to end up accommodating your sexual activity. So it's not going to be like you're going to be permanently tight because you had a vaginoplasty. Like, let's make make sure that makes sense. And it really depends on what the extent is of the looseness that you have. Because if your husband is able to have a, an orgasm and you're not having problems in your sexual relationship, then you probably don't need a vaginoplasty because that, that, that means that your vagina is not too loose. So I would, one... Talk to your husband to Kegel exercises first, girl, get you some Kegel balls and tighten the vagina up. Like that is a real thing. The vagina is just like a muscle down there. So you can tighten the vagina by doing Kegel exercises. So try that first. But if you have the labia are like long and hanging um, by a couple of inches, I can understand you wanting to reduce that. But that's usually not because of a baby. Like that's just like something that's always been there. And if it's always been there, then why is it a problem now? Like people that I have had, um, that I've done labiaplasty, like in training with, they're like in their teens and they're like, oh, the labia are so long and thin that I can't get a tampon in because I'm pushing the labia up when, with insertion of a tampon. Like those are people that need their labia reduced, not people that just have a bigger labia, if that makes sense. Um, and then vaginoplasty, I have seen some vaginoplasties done. Um, usually those are people that really have something else going on, like a blind vaginal pouch or they're getting a sex reconstructive surgery and things like that. Um, there are people that get tightening after they've had babies if their vagina is just really loose. But those are usually people that complain about either them not reaching an orgasm or their husband not reaching an orgasm. So... The question is, do you have issues in the bed with reaching an orgasm? And if you don't, nobody's seeing your vagina, girl. I don't know if you need to touch that. Okay, so I had to look up what some of this stuff was because I was like, I have never heard of this before in my life. So in my research, and correct me if I'm wrong, Dr. Plenty, it would take six to eight weeks to heal from this, correct? 
Correct. As I said, I had a breast reduction. And yeah, in six to eight weeks, you do heal, right? Like you can start getting back to your normal activity. You can put a bra on and a shirt and, you know, lift up your arms and not be in pain, right? All of that comes back. But you know what doesn't come back in six to eight weeks? The sensation in your nipples. That doesn't come back in six to eight weeks. That almost took a year and a half. So let me say this. I don't know how long it takes for the sensation to, you know, come back after all of these um, surgeries that you're suggesting, but I'm not in for you tinkling around with my kitty cat. That's just not what I'm here for. Like if there's nothing wrong with it and it's just simply cosmetic because you don't like the way it looks and you're not having any problems in the bedroom because you didn't say that. I mean, even though you could have, you know, omitted that from the letter, you didn't say that your husband doesn't seem to be upset about what's going on in the bedroom. You didn't say that he was complaining. As a matter of fact, you said that he didn't have a problem with it. So what are we tinkling around with the kitty cat for? I don't know. Sometimes we should. I don't know. I feel like we should just leave well enough alone. If if it's working and she's purring, just let her purr. You don't want them to tinkle around and her come out barking. Like, I don't understand. Why are we touching it? But I'm not judging. If you want them to fix, if you want to have a designer vagina, then go for it, girl. But if you if you don't need it, then maybe we should just leave it alone. I don't know. Well, she says loose. I'm, I'm wondering if there's things that are prolapsing because after you have children, you can have a pelvic organ prolapse where the cervix is coming down into the vagina or the uterus even is coming down into the vagina. You feel a bulge in the vagina. Um, that would be pelvic organ prolapse. That is not treated with vaginoplasty. Like that is treated, you know, much differently with suspension surgery. So if you're feeling like I'm loose because you feel like you're prolapsing, that does that does need medical attention. But if you're like I'm loose and you're having an orgasm and your husband's having an orgasm and you're just literally worried about the size of the orifice of the vagina, then that's going to be a personal that, that is a personal decision. You do need to get a consultation to see if maybe in your mind you're just looser because you had a baby, but see if you know, see if if it is looser than it needs to be, but usually that means that you're not going to achieve orgasm, okay? And then the the, the um, labiaplasty, I'm just confused about that because I'm not sure why you want to reduce your labia because they wouldn't have gotten longer with having a baby. So I'm wondering if she's not knowing what the correct surgery is that she needs or what's really going on. So I would want you to get uh, go to your OBGYN, get, a, get an exam done, see if you have pelvic organ prolapse, see if your vagina is really too loose, see if your labia are too long before you're trying to make a plastic surgery decision on something you really, you really don't need. Um, Cause you don't want to go tampering with something and then you mess something up. And that's where I am. How long does it take to generally get the feeling back? So that's the issue with the G spot enhancement surgeries. Like some people do not get the feeling back. So, 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 so yes. So usually within Six to eight weeks, you would, you would get your sensation back. You can, we tell you to resume sexual activity after that time, right? As long as everything is healed. But you're talking about up to about three months is average if you have, uh, you know, vagina, vaginoplasty for loss of sensation because you're going to have some numbness while this is, while you're having wound healing and things like that. So, but even after that, some people don't get the results that they want. And they think they're having a, quote, G-spot enhancement. And now they're not having organs at all because you have scar tissue down there. So just 
That's what I'm saying. Do not mess anything up before you get an exam to know if that's really what you want or yeah. what you need. That seems like too big of a risk. You know, if I'm going to risk there, there are two things in my mind that I wouldn't risk. And, you know, like I said, we're not here to judge. You can do whatever it is that you want. We just want you to make an informed decision. But there are two things that I'm not willing to risk for plastic surgery. One of them is my vagina and the other one is my face and especially my vagina, because who's going to see it? And if my if my husband is fine with it, then why are we concerned? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. If you're worried about the appearance of your vagina, like just don't look down there. Like I was about to say, and keep moving. Nobody cares. Nobody's vagina is pretty like vaginas are not pretty. They're just not. They're not. Just saying. I've seen thousands of vaginas. They're not pretty. <laughs> Just good point. You I'm you would saying. be the the expert on whether vaginas are pretty or not. Yeah, they're just not. Just don't look down that girl. Pretty. If you do decide to have the surgery, we would love to hear about yeah, it. Yeah, let us know about it. All right, Johnny. So, what did you learn new this week? Okay, so according to the American Society of Plastic Surgery, these are the top 5 plastic surgeries that people have. And the data is from 2019, and I'm assuming because 2020 was kind of a wash for us that that's why there's no updated data. So breast augmentations were number one. Eyelid surgery, surprisingly, I don't know many people that have had eyelid surgery, but eyelid surgery, liposuction was number three. Um, nose reshaping or rhino, rhinoplasty was number four and facelifts were number five. And then I also learned that 92% of all cosmetic procedures are done for women and 1.7 million African Americans received plastic surgery in 2019. Oh, I love that. Look at look at the um the numbers. Look at uh, African Americans uh, trying to say, you know, I'm getting my I'm going to go ahead and live my best life. Absolutely. Like I'm here that. for it. So um, what I learned was the amount of people that have actual psychological issues that get, get plastic surgery. And there's one study that shows that up to 83% of participants that have plastic surgery has some underlying uh, psychological issue, whether that was something like mild anxiety or depression, or whether that was something like severe, um, you know, bipolar disorder or schizophrenia. So that is why... If you have a major cosmetic surgery, most of your plastic surgeons are going to make you get a psychological evaluation to make sure that you are psychologically healthy. I did learn that. And I also learned it because, as I told you in my own research, I knew that I had to get a psych evaluation. And I think that that is healthy to do because we need to make sure that we are doing this plastic surgery thing for the right reasons. And we're not trying to change something external about ourselves to build something up internally, that would be unrealistic. That's dope, Nicole. I think that that's very smart for people to have to get a psychological evaluation because it makes sense. Like sometimes we might just need to go see a therapist before we go see a surgeon. Oh yeah, I think everybody needs to see a therapist before they see a surgeon. 83%, that's a lot of people, that's a big percentage of people um, with some type of psychological issues. So that's um, to me that's major. Huge. Yeah, I agree. So the motivational moment for the week comes from Stephanie Lahart, and she said, and I quote, Dear beautiful black queens, never underestimate the beauty of just being you. Being your authentic self is powerful, sexy, and courageous. Until we meet again, pray, work, slay, and show off your melanated excellence. Bye! Oh, That's Deep, Black Women Conversations is produced by Nicole Lee Plenty and Janine Brunson-Johnson. Executive producer, Ken Johnson. 
Get the Old That's Deep Black Women Conversation podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or where you get your podcasts. Please subscribe and rate us. You can follow Oh That's Deep Black Women Conversations on IG at Oh That's Deep BWC. Oh That's Deep Black Women Conversations is a mean old lion media production. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.